Hey, Dr. Mike here. How does pycnogenol, a vascular health supplement, relate to hair loss? Stick around to find out with our guest, Dr. Fred Pescatore. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to the show, um, Dr. Crystal, my co-host. Yes. Always nice to have you. Hello. Yeah, so today's today's show is about pycnogenol, and it's a very, it's kind of becoming a superstar ingredient in the supplement world. Our guest, uh, Dr. Fred Pescatori, he's a New York City physician and internist. Uh, he specializes in nutritional medicine. He's a globally renowned uh, healthy living expert and best-selling author of the Hamptons diet, the A-list diet, and, and it just it goes on and on. He's done a bunch of work with um, the pine bark extract pycnogenol, right, mm-hmm. over the past 10 years. Um, and he also has a really good supplement book, The Allergy and Asthma Cure. Dr. Pescatore, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, you too. Pleasure Great to, to have here. you back. I, you, were, you were on. We just realized... Yeah, it's been like two years. Yes, 2021. Yeah, January, January. 2021. Um, I don't even know if you remember that. I <laughs> 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 being on until uh, until I looked at the link and, and then remembered being gotcha, on. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, back then we talked about more of the anti-aging uh, benefits, right, that research is now showing for pycnogenol. Um, it does seem like more and more research is coming out, not just for anti-aging, but all kinds of Body systems, right? Right. Well, I I pulled up some information. I have data. Okay. Uh, and Dr. Pescatori, tell me if if you were aware. I did a PubMed search this morning, typed in pycnogenol into the search box, five hundred twenty seven search results, and then I I narrowed it down. I said, "Whoa, that's a lot." Let's see how many studies. Can I find with pycnogenol in the title 321? Okay. So when yeah. we talk about a superstar nutrient, yeah, pe- that pe- kind of puts it into perspective. Yeah, you know it's you know, Doctor Pescatori, it's it is something to talk about when people are willing to spend money doing research <laughs> on something. So let's you know, how about um, you know, you're really seen as one of the experts here with pycnogenol. Give us give the audience just kind of your your elevator pitch definition of pycnogenol and what it can do for us well pycnogenol is a it's an antioxidant it comes from a french maritime pine bark and um, it works in four different ways it's an antioxidant it's an anti-inflammatory it binds to collagen and elastin in the skin and it also aids in the production of endothelial nitric oxide so that's why since it has so many different ways of working in the body that's why the uh, company that uh owns the patent to pycnogenol, has been able to do so much research and spend so much money on research, which very few nutritional supplement ingredients do. And that's why I kind of really like this one because A, it says what it's, I mean, they know what it does. Um, They do studies that tell you what it does. And Dr. Crystal, just going a little further on what you said um, in those studies, there's probably been over 12,000 patients enrolled in those studies. So it's, it's really quite vast. Well tested. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and I think that's fantastic. And as you mentioned, I would just echo that. Listeners, we need funding for nutritional <laughs> research. We yeah, and so it is it is a myth. And I think this dispels that myth that 
that the nutrition world dietary ingredients mm -hmm. there's just there's no research yeah yeah I, that's getting harder and harder to support by the conventional side mm -hmm. well how did you um i i think you shared this with us the last time we, you were here but just to remind us what what really got you started on pignogenol and, and wanting to, to be a champion of its use well, I think I, I first heard about it. I was thinking about this this morning, probably close to 30 years ago, sort of at the beginning of my career, maybe 25 years ago. And because back then, you know, as a doctor out of training, you're looking to you're looking for science. You're looking you, you're looking for the same model you had in conventional medicine. So what can support what I do? Why do I say what I recommend to people? That sort of thing. And I just it's those studies. It's those study after study that the that the company was willing to support, that the company itself was willing to fund. That to me said a lot. That to me said that they really want to know what this does and they're willing to put their money where their mouth is, so to speak. So that's really what got me going on this. So it's been a long ride with them and it's just remarkable to see how many different things that they can do research on and that it works. It's kind of exciting. Yes, and, and we are, I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know about Dr. Mike, but I'm excited about a new study uh, with pycnogenol that shows that pycnogenol supports hair density in menopausal women. Yeah. And th that's kind of why we said, hey, we need to get Dr. Pescatore back. It's, I love it because um, you know, postmenopausal hair thinning hair loss in women it's it ha it's it's pretty prevalent, and we don't really talk about women and hair loss that much, yeah. right? Yeah. So to see this study was pr pretty exciting. Dr. Pescatori, can you tell us a little bit more about um, just how this study came to be and and how it was set up? Sure. Even though we don't talk a lot about it, I as an internist see it all the time. Like women are very very concerned about their hair loss. Guys, we shave it off, whatever. We don't really care. But you know, the society has such a different standard for women that they don't have that luxury. So, you know, you have to think about it by, I think by 2025, there's going to be a billion women in menopause. A billion people mm. on this planet will be in menopause. Wow. Years. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to be a lot of hair loss and people are going to be looking for that. So I think that's sort of where the company said, you know, hey, you know, we do, we do have a circulatory. Uh, we know that it does something for the circulation, working on the collagen and elastin. So we need good circulation to get to the scalp in order to supply the oxygen necessary for the hair follicles to stay in place, mm -hmm. right? That was one thought. Um, and then the other thought was to see, will it increase hair density on its own? Um, so that's how the study came about. So they, and, and it wasn't a big dose of pycnogenol. It was 50 milligrams three times a day or 150 milligrams total um, mm -hmm. all day long. And um, it was remarkable what they were able to find. I mean, you know, that it was able to increase hair density. It was able to um, increase, you know, sort of blood flow to the scalp and things like that. So it really, I, you know, it set out to do, to do it and it worked. I mean, it increased hair density by 30% after just two months of taking, uh, of taking the supplementation. I think that's pretty remarkable. I mean, I would take 30% hair density increase. <laughs> Sign me it's, up. <laughs> actually, I think it is. I mean, you know, you think about it. That's that. It may not sound like a big number, mm -hmm. but if you're that person and you're looking in the mirror, you'll see that. That's yes. a positive thing. You'll see a positive change. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I, don't know, and I, I just a lot. 
I don't know. I think yeah. it's kind of a lot. Well, I'll I'll tell you from uh, someone soon to be in menopause. Every little bit, every strand matters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when when you wash your hair and and you're seeing the hair go down the drain. Yeah. You know, every every little bit matters, and uh, and so and we do know that menopause finally is getting the the shine that it deserves it's it's trending now you're you're seeing it all over the the headlines and it's great to kind of see research on on you know something as simple that for some people it may not mean a lot but it means it means a lot to many people and so we're also seeing pycnogenol study for other menopausal related concerns as well absolutely Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, people think about hair loss as sort of something vain, but it's really, you know, it's a way people look at themselves. And, and you know, I could look at a woman sitting across from my desk and she'll say, I, it's coming out by the brush loads. And mm-hmm. she's got so much hair, but it's so important to maintain that hair density and hair volume. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I think that's before we move on to what other people consider more of the menopausal symptoms, you know, the the hot flashes, the not being able to sleep, the, the dry skin. Um, you know, there's a lot more menopausal things that happen. And, and perimenopause, you know, it all starts in, it usually starts with women in their 40s, right? You know, with, uh, yes. with perimenopausal symptoms happening and all of that. So this was a study, I believe, done, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, 2012, to, uh, to improve menopausal signs and symptoms. And um, again, very little low dose of pycnogenol, 50 milligrams only twice a day in this one. And after just eight weeks, um, perimenopausal signs and symptoms like hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, irregular periods, loss of libido, vaginal dryness, all decreased. All of those symptoms decreased after eight weeks of taking something super safe, like a nutritional supplement, like French maritime yeah. pine bark extract pycnogenol. Really kind of cool, I think. Yeah. And so, and, and so I'm, I'm glad you brought up the safety, you know, it's, it's, yeah. So on all these studies, it's well tolerated, right? People aren't, it's, it's pretty Super easy well to take. Tolerated. Yeah. Super well tolerated. And I think, you know, I think the only other, um, you know, the only thing is probably GI upset. And I think a lot of people get GI upset with nutritional supplements, you know, on and off. I think we all get that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We take our, our, our supplements. But, um, you know, the other thing to think about uh, in, in perimenopause and menopause and maybe a lot of women don't realize this, is that their cardiovascular risk goes up. Just like it, it, it increased, it, I mean, it equates to a male at the same age risk factor for heart disease at around menopausal time. So mm-hmm. I think that's to, to keep in mind as well uh, because um, in a different study, I don't know if you want to talk about this other study too, um, pycnogenol would help to um, normalize the cardiovascular risk factors in perimenopausal women. Oh. So, so the perimenopause is a very tumultuous time in, in someone's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to have a billion people going through that at once is going to be quite challenging. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit more about this French maritime pine bark. <laughs> How is it unique? What, what, what is it about it that's different from other maybe pine barks on the market? What's, what's special about this one? That's a good question because there are others on the market. Um, because it comes from, it comes from a very special forest, 
um, sustainable forests in the southwest part of France. And in Europe, um, I don't know whether we do it so much here in the United States, but in Europe, um, different species of trees um, and all get the uh, their benefits from where they are grown, right? So yes. this is mm-hmm. uh, so so it gets it from the soil, the air, the fog that comes in over the trees, all sorts of things. And pycnogenol, I mean, this French maritime pine tree bark extract has been studied or used for medicinal purposes since like the 1600s that we know of. Mm. Like it used to use the Whoa, needle. I didn't know that. Had scurvy. They used to use the pine you know, They used to make ah. a, a needles in the 1600s to prevent scurvy. So there's always been interest in this particular tree. Like for instance, like um, um, mistletoe. I don't know if you guys are familiar with mistletoe. Mistletoe is a it's, it's a it's a tree. But each mm-hmm. mistletoe like tree from different regions and different species of that tree carry different medicinal properties. Mm-hmm. So I think this goes. So that 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 area of France with those trees and that forest is very very particular. We've known about it for centuries. I love that. I love that. I love that it can be that specific, right? That it's this tree in this soil from this place. Like well, that's that's and that makes sense when you just think about the antioxidant profile that you find. Those those antioxidants or those you know biochemicals are created in that plant that herb that flower it's there for survival yeah they're they're protecting that planet and so of course it makes sense the environment would would play a role on dictates what it needs what it needs and i guess in that particular area (laughs) (laughs) it's making a lot of of very beneficial Compounds. That Compounds. Good for us, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, so as a clinician, uh, Dr. Pescatori, um, so, so we talked about uh, the, the, hair, the hair loss and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, menopausal, perimenopausal stuff. What other things are you using pygnogenol for in your own practice? Is, this, is, it, is it a common suggestion for you to your patients? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the patient I saw right before I jumped on this podcast, I recommended pygnogenol to um, and I did that for circulation in her gums. Um, so I use it for a lot of like microcirculation, which is very important. Um, mm-hmm. I basically give it to everybody. I mean, I call it one of my desert island supplements. Like if I was stuck in a desert island somewhere, I'd want pycnogenol with me. Uh, so, but you know, it's been studied in ADD. It's been studied in allergies. It's been studied in colds and flus. It's been studied in so many different things that, you know, because it's an antioxidant, because pycnogenol, um, works on the endothelial uh, nitric oxide because it's an anti-inflammatory. There's so many benefits. There's so many ways you could use it clinically. Uh, so I think it's really important that you know we recognize. And and I don't want to come across sounding that you know like a snake oil salesman. It's a panacea for everything. But when you look at collagen and elastin antioxidants, when you look at um, anti-inflammatories, you're hitting some pretty big numbers there. I mean, you're it's big categories. Some- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, if I'm ever on an island, I'll, I'll take I'll I'll take some pycnogenol, but I also want some cheese. Oh my goodness, blocks of cheese. <laughs> he loves cheese. I love cheese. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I Doctor Mike thinks that I take everything, and this uh, is I, one. I think you take everything. He thinks that I take everything, but this is the top of my list. I will not, and that's why I was excited when I saw the the research 
with the hair because I, I take it and I take it every day, but I take a little bit more right before I fly. So that's this is my secret huh. to help with circulation oh, when yeah, I go on the plane. So it is one where I, I can't get on the plane without it. I usually take it a couple of hours before my flight. And, and, you, and you can't do without the other 50 supplements. You're, yes, you're but, I, but it is uh, my secret weapon for flying. But Dr. Mike, it does have, Technological has a study about reducing um, blood clot, you know, for, for reducing, what, what do they call it? Economy, not economy class syndrome. I forget what they called it in the paper. But there is a study about that. Um, yeah. uh, you know, that it can also help um Maybe reset the reset your time clock if you're traveling, you know, across um, various times. So yeah. flying is very, very important. That's great. Um, how how can our listeners learn a little bit more about you, about pignogenol, this particular extract of pignogenol? Mm-hmm. Where where can we send them? Uh, well, it's easy. Just pignogenol.com. Um, that's for that, and they can find and, and they have Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. And for me, it's just drdrpescatory.com. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Pescatory, for joining us today. As, as Just like before, it was a fascinating interview. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate it. You're listening to Live Foreverish. Don't forget, you go to liveforeverish.com. And when you're there, you can download not just this episode. Hopefully, you're listening to this episode now. <laughs> so when you go to liveforeverish.com, there's more episodes. Download, like, share, comment, and... Subscribe. Subscribe. The one-two punch. Give us your email. Join the family. Get newsletters. Number two, uh, subscribe to the actual podcast. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.